0: author, and podcaster, Michael Unbroken. Michael was born to a hyper-abusive drug addict mother who cut his finger off at the age of four. He had a stepdad that you pray you never have, and a racist grandmother that drove him into an identity crisis. Michael went on to be very successful, but suffered lots of child abuse during his childhood years. So we're going to be talking to him today about his book and how he managed to survive and come out of the situation despite everything that went on. So, Michael, thank you so much for joining me today. My friend, it is a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Why don't you start off by giving everybody a little bit of background about yourself?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'll give you the, the elevator pitch version here so we're not here all day, Um So at four years old, my mother, who was a drug addict and alcoholic, she actually cut off my right index finger. So that kind of gives you kind of baseline. And my stepfather, super abusive. And I spent the majority of my childhood in poverty and even homeless. And by the time that I was 12 years old, I got high for the first time, drunk at 13. I was selling drugs, breaking in houses, stealing cars and, and hurting people. I got kicked out of school um they they basically like there's no reason for you to be here luckily got put into a last chance program still did not graduate on time and in my teens found myself trying to figure out what was the solution for poverty what was the solution for abuse why were all these these dark things happening and i thought it was money so i made a decision by the time i was 21 i wanted to make six figures but legally. And this is really important because I have family members who are in prison for life. My best friends have all been in jail. And I knew that if I stayed down that road, it wasn't going to end well because three of my childhood best friends actually had been murdered. And so I, I put my mind on that goal. And by the time that I was 21, I reached it and I worked with a fortune 10 company. This is with no high school diploma and no college education. And I found that money is not the solution for anything. And in fact, it exacerbated a lot of the problems of my life. And it was more into drugs and clothes and women and vices and and painful things. And I found myself 350 pounds smoking two packs of cigarettes a day and drinking myself to sleep. And I was trying to figure out like what was happening in my life. And I'd been stuffing down all the abuse for years. And pretending it wasn't there, pretending it didn't happen, even though I was carrying the mental, emotional and physical scars of it. And I had this moment where I was looking in the bathroom mirror and I just did not recognize my face anymore. I didn't know who this person was. And at that time, I made a declaration to myself that whatever it takes, I'm going to make life better. And I started thinking about what does it take to have the life that you want to have? in the words, no excuses, just results started reverberating in my head and i started on this really in-depth mission to heal well fast forward 11 years later here i am talking to you and that's a process of you know going to therapy group therapy NA, SA, you know all the a's like trying to really figure out the impact of trauma then it started getting deeply deeply into personal development reading the books having a coach going to seminars going to conferences educating myself And then I started getting deep into the research and science of trauma, and I started getting certifications and going and learning from the experts and taking a deep dive into it. And today, I'm very honored to be a leader in this space, and I work with adults who have survived childhood trauma and help them create a pathway and a framework to what's next in life. And so you know, it's very interesting. I look at my life, and I never signed up for this, but ultimately... The one thing that I know is inherently we are all morally obligated to create massive change in the world. And so that's my mission to end generational trauma in my lifetime.
0: How were you able to overcome so much when other people would not have been able to? Well,
1: I think about that a lot and there's nothing about me that's special And I don't know anything that anyone else doesn't know. The only difference I think between people in life who are successful and those who are not is action. And when I made that declaration to myself, I looked at my life and I said, you you literally have to do whatever it takes and it was a painful and tedious journey. I had to uncover and unlock some really dark parts of myself. I had to step into being allowed to uh, give myself the space to have grace, to learn, to grow, to have hard conversations. Um, and part of it also was like I got out of the environment. I had to leave Indianapolis. I had to leave my city. I had to leave all of the pain that I felt whenever I walked down the street or heard certain sounds and ultimately it all really started curtis because i asked for help and that that form of help was like getting serious about therapy and personal development and things of that nature but not trying to hide from it anymore and i think the number one thing that we can do whenever there's a problem in our life is to acknowledge it to look at it and say you know what this is happening and this has happened And this doesn't mean that you're necessarily culpable for the things that have happened. I I don't think any child is responsible for the abuse that they endure, but at some point in your life, you're going to have to look at it and say, you know what, this isn't what I want, but this is happening. This is a result of the experiences that I had. And we try to be tough and we try to man up and, you know, I'm I'm biracial, I'm black and white, and I, I grew up in a predominantly black neighborhood and we don't talk about that we don't talk about the bad things we say well you know get over it move on and i would argue one of the worst things that we could do in this journey is to just simply get over it and so when you sit and you think about that and then you framework a game plan and you and you get serious about it and you take the appropriate steps on a long enough timeline your life will be different you'll never do anything once and your life will suddenly change right you make small incremental and granular changes throughout the course of your life to ultimately lead you to where you are today. But that starts with acknowledgement and then it moves into action.
0: What would you advise somebody who has went through what you have went through? Where would you advise them to start at, to try to begin healing?
1: Yeah. Again, I, I think it's that acknowledgement thing. We, we all within us know what is right and wrong to some extent. Right. Right and looking at your life and sitting there and going, something's wrong, something wasn't right, something about the experiences that I have are not in sync with the rest of my understanding of the world. And you have to just admit it, right? I think it's, it's kind of like, I don't want to call it a 12-step thing, but it is to an extent, whereas you look at any massive change that anyone ever makes is, you know, they acknowledge it. And then through that, It's asking for help. If you think about this, no one great has ever done anything on their own. And I, to this day, cannot name a person who has. And in consideration that there are almost 8 billion people on planet Earth, that means that somebody else probably has some familiarity with what you've been through. And can you reach out? Not necessarily to family or friends, but to professionals, people who can help you navigate this you know and, and ask for help. That's the hardest thing we'll ever do, but it's also the most empowering. And people will, will argue that asking for help is weak, but I, I really can't
0: think of anything more powerful. Other than asking for help, what is one thing that we all can do right now, every one of us, to create a mindset shift?
1: Yeah, I think about if you've ever read Carol Dweck's book, Mindset, it's one of the most powerful books on planet Earth, because it talks about the fact that most people, the vast majority, collectively live within two scopes of the way they think about the world. One is a fixed mindset where in which you create a predetermined understanding of everything. And often that can be dismissive of potential in your life. And often you can also disqualify possibility from your life because you've already decided based on circumstance. You know, I, I, I buy any stretch of the imagination. Like I should be dead or in jail. I should not be doing this, but something in me has always thought, well, if I just try, then we'll see what happens. And, and there was a shift in my life because I I think prior to that moment where I sat with myself and I looked in the mirror, that was all entirely this situation of blaming the world, blaming everyone else, not taking responsibility for even the actions that I was having in that time. And in those moments, and when I started to shift and, and this book, didn't wasn't around when I first started this journey. So I love that I'm able to put a little bit more of context and words to it. But as I shifted into this growth mindset, what I recognized and understood at that time was, okay, if I just at least show up, maybe things can be different. And I think that's 90% of, of life is just showing up, like doing the work, going into situations and understanding that the outcome is not actually predetermined, even though we often want to believe that it is. It's really easy to blame the world. It's much more difficult to take responsibility for your future. But in that, when you really think about the potential that you have in your life and you turn off this notion that you are not capable, we're all led, many of us, let me say, come through our childhood and we are told you're not good enough, you're not strong enough, you're not capable enough. And we start to believe that. And if it is true, which I believe it is, that we are the stories that we tell ourselves, And you're telling yourself this story that you're not enough, you'll never amount to anything, you'll never be loved, whatever that thing is, well, that's going to hold true. That is going to, in turn, become your reality. And if you can just take a moment and contemplate and consider the possibility that that is not what your life has to be. Then you start to shift into this growth mindset. And the further and deeper that you shift in that growth mindset, the more that you understand that potential is unlimited and that you can do anything. Now, of course, that takes time, takes effort. It's a practice skill. But that's the first thing that you have to do is really just start thinking about the way you are thinking.
0: You talk about the phrase, get out of the vortex. Tell us what that means to you.
1: Yeah, the vortex is very much that dark place within us all—that place where we we limit ourselves, where we put ourselves in a box, where we're mean to ourselves. You know, think about this: many of us have said things to ourselves in which, if we said that to another human being, you know, we would get punched in the face or we would get arrested, and yet we speak to ourselves like that. And when I think about the fact that we speak to ourselves like that. It's so saddening to me. And that's the place that's the vortex. It just consumes you. It's dark. It's it's lonely. It's it's everything that life doesn't have to be. But ultimately, we get there because there's so many factors that lead us there, whether it's abuse or somebody said that one thing to us in third grade or just the words that we're using to ourselves. Because what you think becomes what you speak and what you speak become your actions and your action becomes your reality. So if you spend your entire life telling yourself that you're not good enough, that you're stupid or dumb or whatever that terrible thing is that we say to ourselves, that that becomes your truth. That becomes who you are. And when you understand that you actually have the ability to create a framework of change in that, because our brain is very malleable, Our, our, our ability to change. Think about this. We've all changed our thought and opinion on something when we have enough context when we have enough information. So why can't we apply that same methodology to our everyday life? And when you get deeper into it and you understand that you're in this place that I call the vortex and you go, okay, I'm being really mean to myself. I'm not showing up for myself. I'm not eating well or going to the gym or doing journaling or meditation. And I'm not doing all of those things that make my life better. You're in that place. And the only way that you get out is you have to create a change because change only happens when you make change happen. And thus you're forced into this situation to assess life from the understanding that if you don't make your life happen, no one else will. And when you make that choice to start making your life happen and you do the hard things, because think about this, we all know the hard things that we should be doing. When you start doing those and you challenge yourself, you start to move out of that darkness and out of that vortex into ultimately
0: that place of becoming the hero of your own story. You recommend that all trauma survivors get a coach or a mentor. Why do you feel that way? I've heard others say that as well. But from your perspective, why do you feel that way?
1: I think we all need guidance. There's no... You know there's no playbook here. There's no rule book for life. There's no it's crazy to me that after you leave school or leave college or leave some kind of training, you're you're put into the world and you're and they're telling you just figure it out. And when you're just by yourself trying to figure out it's very 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 difficult. And the most growth I've ever had in my life, which continues to happen, is through having mentors, through having coaches, through having people that have done what I am trying to do so that I have a point of leverage in which I can learn more. And if you're in this place where you're always just trying to do it alone, you're only going to make huge mistakes. Now, that's not a bad thing. You know, I think we have to make mistakes in life. We have to be willing to fail because that means we're trying things. And the more we try and the more that we fail, those are really data points. And you take those data points and you look at and assess those in a a manner in which you go, okay, cool, I'm not going to do that thing again. And the more that you understand that, and the more that you step into having guidance around those mistakes, um, and more so guidance around creating change in your life, then you start to get on this pathway forward. I have a mentor or a coach for almost every single aspect of my life. I have a, a, a fitness coach. I have a business coach. I have a trauma coach. I have a voice coach even, right? Because I'm on, I'm on podcasts all the time. I'm on stage all the time. And I think about it like this. If I can learn something from someone who is just simply one step ahead of me, then that makes that step easier. And life is often full of these really hard instances in which we, we have to persevere, we have to overcome, we have to be resilient. And, and I think about the journey of life very much in the context of being able or, or moving towards a tunnel. When you're in a car and you're driving and you're going on a trip, you'll come up to a tunnel. And sometimes that tunnel is very dark. And on the backside of that tunnel we we always have like at least some kind of semblance of life. We know eventually we'll get out of that tunnel. And what I'm always thinking is, well, wouldn't you rather go through the tunnel with someone? as opposed to by yourself and the greatest investments that I've ever made in my life have been with mentors and coaches. And I've been privileged to work with some of the most incredible thought leaders on planet earth. And the more that I do that, the more I grow, the more I challenge myself, the more I think about the context of the world that I want to live in and having support in that helps me move not only in a more expedient way, but in a way in which I feel, I feel supported. I feel not alone. I feel like I have community. And that's the same thing that I offer to my clients. You know, There are people who come into these programs where they've never had a space to feel seen before. And I believe that that's one of the most important parts of this healing journey is just being in connection with other people. But you have to understand something about whether you're getting a coach or a mentor or anyone who's going to help you along your way. You're going to have to invest something. And I think about this term team, T-E-E-M, and that's time, effort, energy, and money. You're going to have to invest one, if not all four of these things in order to effectively work with someone who's guiding you. And so as you dive into this entire journey and you're looking and seeking a mentor and you're trying to get help, remember that's a two-way street. You have to still show up. You still have to invest. You still have to do the work. But I would much rather have somebody who has another page in the playbook than I have so that I don't make the same mistakes that they did.
0: Tell us about the three C's, community, connection, and commitment.
1: Yeah, this is everything. I I think about this in all aspects to my life. So many of us feel like we're alone, going back to what I said a moment ago, when we're like, okay, nobody's here to support me. Nobody sees me. Nobody believes in me. And we think about our communities, not necessarily even just like the community you live in, but your friends, your partner, your family, your coworkers, your neighborhood, everything is your community. And to be able, I believe, to effectively step into the next part of your life, you have to make an assessment of the community that you're in and, and ask yourself, am I really where I'm supposed to be? And that's one of the most difficult parts of this journey, because we feel alone, and yet we're in a community that doesn't support us. So there's multi-levels to it. Part of it is, I believe, that you must foster and build the community that you want. So how do you really do that? I think about this word connection. And connection is about alignment. Connection is about being around those people who are on the same page as you, right? There's nothing, I don't think there's anything worse than being in connection with people who don't support you, who don't believe in you, who don't offer you what it is that you need as a human being. And also within that, it must be reciprocated. And so if you are in a situation where you're not offering that same aspect of community, through having the, a similar connection, then you're in a lose-lose situation. And I've uprooted myself from communities before and left friendships and walked away from people because they were pulling me down. And you have to understand something like, and it, it's not fair and it sucks, but people will pull you down. Part of it is perhaps fear of their own potential. and And part of it is because as you go through this journey, you inevitably will Will change. And as you change, people are going to be uncomfortable with that. There's, there's a, a quote from Jay-Z. That's one of my favorite that I'll paraphrase here. People say that you changed. Well, I didn't do all this work to stay the same. And if you're in this healing journey and you're trying to create massive change in your life and the people around you are trying to pull you down, you really have to understand if you're in alignment and connection with those people one of the more difficult things in the life that we have to do is remove ourselves from those people. Even some of those people might be your own mother. And that's a hard truth about this journey. And the last part of it is is commitment. You have to be committed to your journey. You have to be committed to your people. You have to be committed to the things that you say you're going to do. And people will often want to have a roadmap laid out with everything in front of them from point A to point Z. And I argue that the best thing that you can do is commit first and figure out the rest later, because maybe you need to get on that plane or quit that job or start that business or go to that therapist and you don't have a game plan. And that's okay because guess what? None of us do. And the more you sit and contemplate and ponder about building out the game plan and having step by step by step, the less likely you are to actually follow through. So if you're thinking about life and the way that I do is goal oriented, you know, I think about what my biggest goal, which is to end generational trauma in my lifetime. That is a very improbable goal to reach. It's it's almost far fetched. Because when you take into consideration the millions of people impacted by this and generations of trauma dating back thousands of years, if not to the beginning of mankind, I know that it's it's not feasible, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to try. Because if I plant the seeds today, eventually in a long enough timeline, they turn into trees, which turn into these giant, beautiful forests. So I'm committed to the idea that every day I'm going to show up even though it's hard, even though it's difficult, and even though at times it feels very unfair. I mean, talking in this context about abuse is the elephant in the room of mental health care. And if I sat down and I looked at life through the scope of, well, if I plan out every single thing I need to do on my way to creating change, I probably would never do anything because I'd spend more time planning than I did taking action. So the, the three C's I think are fundamental
0: to anyone's journey. Tell us about your book and about your podcast as well and, and where people can find them.
1: Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. So um, it's think unbroken podcast. Uh, the think unbroken podcast is on all the platforms. You can find it everywhere. Um, you can find out more about it at uh, think unbroken I'm on social media everywhere at Michael unbroken and the book think unbroken. I wrote a couple of years ago because It was the book that I felt like I needed in my journey. There were a lot of books that had been written and are and will be books that have been written about childhood trauma and abuse and overcoming. But I felt like none of them had really brought together something that was in a format in which you could take the thoughts and ideas that you were learning in that moment and make meaning of them. And so Think Unbroken is part book, but also part journal and workshop Um, And it's not about me. It's not about my life. Is there a preface? Yeah, of course, because I think we have to have context. But this book is entirely about the skills and tools that I have learned and utilized, put into a way that you can use and utilize in your own life.
0: Do you have any final thoughts before we close it out? Yeah. and, And
1: thank you so much for the time and the space today. I genuinely appreciate it. I'm very grateful for you. Um, I'll say this. This is the one thing I want people to think about. When you look at what is possible in your life, think about this. Where you are today doesn't have to be where you are tomorrow. It doesn't even have to be where you are in five minutes. In, in the moment, in one singular decision, you have the ability to start the momentum of changing your life. And, and I'll leave you with this. Though trauma may be our foundation, It does
0: not have to be our future. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Unbroken. And be sure to follow, rate, review, and share after listening. And also, for you Android users, go to the Google Play Store and download the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast app. Michael, thanks again for joining me today. Thank you, my friend.